Hello, welcome to today's episode of Juice and the Numbers, uh, your statistics and sports podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Joshua Tracy. And I am Corwin Heller. And welcome to the show today. As we are recording this, it is uh, Wednesday, September 14th, about 6 o'clock here on the East Coast of tonight's Yankees game and any Aaron Judge home runs therein have not yet occurred. Um, but we're here to talk about sports nonsense, week one activity in the NFL and to, to just keep up to date on what's happening with the various baseball chasings that are going on. Uh, Corbin, how are you ready to get into things? I am. Uh, for football, I really don't have much because I didn't watch my Jets this week. Uh, they were playing at the same time as your Steelers, and I hung out with you to watch the Steelers, so I have no opinions of the Jets. Um, feelings on your Steelers? Boy, it is two sides of a very different coin. Uh, that doesn't make sense. It's still the same coin. But the offense looked like the worst position grouping or uh, what would you call that in the NFL? Unit? Yeah, unit. They look like the worst unit in all of football. Um, could not move the ball, could not make anything happen. Um, I think there were only like three points that we scored in the entire game that did not come from either the defense or a turnover that the defense caused, um, which is disgusting. But the defense looks like a bunch of raging lunatics and is, in my mind, off of the five games I watched this week, the best position unit in the NFL. Um, so take that, special teams. Um, but yeah, Minka Fitzpatrick looked like MVP. TJ Watt looked like a potential MVP who is now out for six weeks with a peck tear. Uh, but yeah, it was fun beating my girlfriend's favorite team. Always a satisfying experience dominating your significant other outside of the bedroom. Um, yeah, inside the bedroom, you know who wears the pants there. <laughs> I have dresses. Uh, yeah, I did not get to see the Jets. I did see that they lost. They lost to the Ravens, which should come as a humongous no surprise. What is the surprise is that Joe Flacco threw the most passes of anyone week one, 59 pass attempts, which is the most in the NFL last week. Incidentally, the most passes completed, but does it really matter? Um, no. And while... I did not watch the game, so I can't speak to the situational football that went into that. I do have to wonder, as a coaching decision, why that was allowed to happen. Um, highly suspect. But I guess whatever, I'll try to watch next week's game and see what can be learned from that. Joe Flacco will apparently be made the starter again next week as Zach Wilson is still coming back from injury. So... Yeah, we'll see. I do love uh, that it was a genuine topic of discussion about Zach Wilson potentially being ready to play week one and is now out at minimum four weeks. That's a pretty big difference when you're like six days out. I, what is there to say? It is the New York Jets. Remember anyway. when... Uh, team doctors literally stabbed to Rod Taylor like three years ago. Yeah. That seems like a, a similar medical malfeasance. Uh, yeah. If, if, if only those same doctors stabbed the owners of the Jets. Oh, <laughs> uh, my fandom would Maybe be choking my drink. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, all right. Well, then I guess let's talk about some baseball. We're talking baseball. Uh, uh, I was about to say Alex Rodriguez. It's not Alex Rodriguez. It's Albert Pujols tied and passed Albert Alex Rodriguez since we last talked in the all-time home run category. Uh, Albert Pujols smacked 696 and 697 since our last recording. It's now be solidly fourth all time in home runs that puts him also a tidy three count them three home runs away from getting to 700 
The Cardinals have, much like the rest of MLB, about 20 games, a little bit less now, left to play to get Albert this opportunity to hit this number. Around the all-star break, he had about 11 left to go, and we talked about can he do it, and I think I said no. Um, Let's revisit that question. Corbin Heller with uh, two and a half weeks of baseball left, three home runs to go. Can Uncle Albert do it? One, he definitely can. Two, I don't know if there's a single person rooting against him doing so. And three, I'm genuinely trying to think of the last time there was such a monumental disappointment for just the entirety of fans of that sport. Like no one is rooting against Albert Pujols. And this is such a monumental milestone that has such a finite amount of time to break it in. I don't know what you could possibly compare it to. I mean, the closest comparison I think we have happening, especially I should say happening at the moment in the forefront of all of our frontal lobes is uh, Aaron Judge's Chase of 61. But unlike Pools of 700, um, much less significant because I mean, literally only three players have hit 700 or more home runs. And we, you could always shrug your shoulders to Judge and say, you could try again next year. Cannot be said about Albert Pools. So, yeah, it's also singular. And it's also only half of the league. What? Like it's the AL record, correct? Yes. Roger Maris is 61. Um, or if you're a very annoying baseball writer, it's the clean record since everyone who has broken 61 and beyond has had steroid suspensions or been pushed out of baseball as a result of potential steroids. Well, I do agree that this is a very fun record to chase. Um, the devil's advocate in me makes me want to bring up the fact that it has been a very gradual evolution and trend to have players be able to hit and have started hitting significantly more home runs than the 60s um, or the 50s. I have no idea when that was. 1961. It is a record that has stood for 61 years. God, I fucking love records with just generations of time between them. Um, but it is a singular season for a singular league in all of Major League Baseball where a career milestone of this magnitude and group um i i think it's a a full eclipse of not a full eclipse but we are approaching eclipse of what aaron judge is doing fully agreed how so, looping how back around, though. what was the last time uh the yankees closed out the season against a team not a team uh but the cardinals close out a season against the cardinals Maybe not close out like final series close out, but when was the last time they played the Cardinals late in the season? No idea. Why? I don't know. I'm just trying to think of how fucking perfect it would be if this was uh, occurred in the same game as these two opposed each other. But ALNL makes this difficult. Yeah, especially with the last series of the year always being a divisional opponent uh, makes it extra impossible um but oh well uh well bring this shit. actually sorry tying it back around though do you think upper pools can do it these three yes. home runs in these next yes. 18 or so games uh, i think it's very achievable um nine games per home run no six games per home run um i think that's very achievable yeah, I just hope that the Cardinals are starting him every day. I do not check their lineups very frequently. Um, read as never. Uh, it looks like he has started most games recently. He started every game against Pittsburgh. Looks like 
he started three games against Washington, but the dates are kind of funky. So I don't know if it was a four game set that he skipped a game on or what, but it, it, it looks like in the month of September, actually, it looks like for the majority of August as well, Pujols has been playing, if not every day, then, then damn near. So here's hoping that that continues just to get him in the reps. And honestly, here's hoping they start leading him off. Mm-hmm. I want that. I want him to hit it. We all want him to hit it. He has to hit it. He I need to. him to. What's also nice is that we're at such a late point in the season that we're basically also guaranteed for him to end his career with over 100 war. When Which he crossed is, that threshold, like, and I think when I want to say he got back up to there around May or June, like it was relatively early because he wasn't super far below it. We were both like, ah, that'd be nice. Hopefully it doesn't go back down. But he is firmly at 100.8 right now, and there is no chance that he is losing 0.9 war in the next 18 games. I, uh, I think mathematically it's locked in. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, I can't even begin to think of what he would have to do to lose that much war that fast while also chasing a home run record that he could very likely get. So, yeah, I think he's going to be fine, um, which is also very, very encouraging because there was a while there he had been towing that line for years, um, thanks to a couple subpar seasons with the Angels, which, as we said previously, really look like the Angels' fault at this point. <laughs> um, but, yeah, very, very nice to see. Way to go, Albert. You're the man. I know this record is so much bigger than anything else that uh, we talk about on the show, uh, but the fact that he will finish with over 100 career war makes me unbelievably happy. What do you think Albert Pujols' last season of positive wins above average was? Um, so if you want to think war is wins above replacement, so even a replacement player might actually end up having um, some positive value wins above average is your wins above literally the average player in baseball. It's, it looks in presented in much the same fashion. But the numbers are usually a little bit smaller because we consider average to be an average player, whereas war considers average to be, uh, literally like a triple A guy coming up to, you know, futz around in the league for a couple of weeks. Uh, so Albert's last season with positive wins above average. What do you think? I number of years. Give me the last year you think it was positive. Oh, um, twenty sixteen. 2015. His last all-star year. Damn. Yeah. Which means he only was positive wins above average for the first four years of his career in Los Angeles. And then every year after that was negative value until this year with St. Louis, uh, which is tough. Um, 11 seasons. What a resurgence. What a what a curtain call. You got to love the man. Yeah, it is insane. Just looking at his career numbers, how drastically they. Not necessarily fall off, but they take a dive um, very quickly when he gets to Los Angeles. You know what's nuts? Um Let's. I'm going to pivot over to Aaron Judge because I had. I just started thinking about this, and I was. I forgot that we were also wrapping up a conversation about something else. So here's a really bad transition. You know what's nuts? Um, so Aaron Judge, as we talked about the other day, has had no three home run games. All of his home run games this season have been two home run or fewer. And this came up on the broadcast last night, the September 13th game against the Red Sox where he had smacked two dongs uh, in his, uh, I don't think his first two plate appearances, but two of his first several plate appearances. And he was coming up for the third time and runner on base, you know, we were approaching the end of the game, all, all, all the stuff where you'd say, let's not let him do that. Um, let's, 
and they threw up on the on the screen that he has never had a three home run game. Yeah, which seems insane. Like, don't get me wrong. I understand how that's possible. But how the fuck is that possible? I don't I don't know, man. It seems so ridiculous because Scooter Jeanette has a as a four home run game. And and yet Aaron Judge and I'm running a query right now in baseball uh, in Stathead. Yeah, Aaron Judge never had a single um, three home run game. Can you bring up a list of players who haven't had a three home run game and then sort them by like career home runs? Or is that too many intricate details to? So funny enough, that is what I was trying to do initially. Nice. But it took way too much. It, it's I don't think it's viable in uh, baseball references. Search a ruse. But yeah, how fucking nuts is that? That's uh that's a pretty insane uh, situation that uh, would be one hell of a way to break the record. Just saying. Capping it off with a three home run game. Yeah. Just like hitting like really slowing down and then final series, just final game of the season going in there with 59 home runs and just blast three, one, two, three. Well, what's funny is if he hits three right now, he hits 60 and no one's hit 60 since bonds. That's how far back we are. Even, even on hitting 60. I say even like it's super easy. Do you remember the last time anyone came close? It was that 2017 Giancarlo Stanton season when he had 59 for the last, like, I don't know, two weeks of the regular season. And the Marlins started batting him a leadoff um, just because they were like, we want you to get 60. It was the year he won MVP. Holy shit. Uh, He didn't. And he didn't get it. He still only ended the season with 59. The 22 in 2020 really stands out from Luke Voigt. Um, purely from a number perspective. Um, that is like wild. And before him, it was a rod in 2007. Nope. Had Jose how many? Bautista in 2010 and 54. Nope. I am so bad at reading. Chris Davis had one in 2013. So four years instead of 10. Tell me what you're, what, what, what you're telling reading. me. Oh, guys who have hit 50 home runs. 50 home runs. Before Giancarlo. Gotcha. I skipped okay. over Chris Davis and Jose Batista and went straight back to A-Rod. All right, hold on one second. Okay, so I wasn't able to, to, to do the statistical filter search that I wanted to do. However, a couple other things that I did find that are relatively interesting. Uh, Aaron Judge already has as many 50 home run seasons as Ken Griffey Jr., Mickey Mantle, Willie Mays, Ralph Kiner, and Jimmy Fox, which is mm-hmm. amazing. When you consider the number okay. of 50 home run seasons, there also really aren't that many, Um, which I know should sound obvious, but it feels like one of those marks that's like, yeah, it doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen. Um, and maybe that's being a little bit too generous with the frequency with which it does actually happen. Um, hold on. Yeah, so there have been uh eleven. Well, let's call that one. So uh, forty-six seasons or forty-six instances of a fifty-home run season. Throughout all of the players and all of baseball, people have reached that that mark collectively 46 times. Just 12 of which are Sammy Zosa, Mark McGuire, and Babe Ruth. Doesn't leave many left. Huh? 
it does not leave many left. After no, and then goes. A-Rod has three. I read you all the guys that have two. Everybody mm-hmm. else only has one, including Barry Bonds, which is still hilarious. And, and that's it. Now, players with four home runs in one game. There have been 16 such instances of the four home runs in one game. Which achievement would you rather have? Because this feels a little bit like immaculate inning being more rare than perfect or not perfect than um, no hitter, which is like, all right, so it's more rare. But like, do you care about that versus the overall achievement of the no hitter? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, uh, I think I would much rather be in a category with Willie Mays than Scooter Gannett. And I think I'll just leave it at that. You mean you don't want to be tied on the leaderboard with Mike Cameron? Ooh, no, I'm not a not a big Mike Cameron guy. You know, never wanted my mom to get me that jersey growing up. Just what about Pat Siri? Ooh, Pat Siri. You would see those jerseys on the rack, and it's just like, nah, not my Mark, guy. Mark Mark Whiten. How about, oh, how about I bet you're a big Joe Adcock fan. The cock man, he was a presence over the plate. Uh, tell I me say that I I dare you to I tell almost, me what team he played for. <laughs> I almost dressed up as him when he was playing for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Never uh, once. for Halloween. Damn. Okay. What team? Um, the Reds, the Milwaukee Braves, one season with Cleveland, and then the last three with the Angels. Cleveland was my second guess. Yeah, and he what and year, he had what year, what year he had, did he play in Cleveland? What one year did he play in Cleveland? Um, mm-hmm. it was uh 1963. He had his four home run game with the Braves in uh 1954. Yeah, I don't remember watching that game on TV. Uh, yeah, no, I'm sure you did not. <laughs> Uh, I don't feel like opening this many tabs, but I also bet if we look at how many of these people are in the Hall of Fame, <laughs> uh, a lot more that of these 50 home run guys are, difference. yeah, are going to be going to be Hall of Fame guys. Because I'm telling you, looking at these names, yeah, a lot of them I know is, are Hall of Famers or would be if not for the roids. Um, Rocky Col- Col- Colavito also has a four home run game. This is a hilarious list because it's like, Lou Gehrig, and then also Sean Green. Just what a bizarre list for the four home run guys. Uh, Anywho. Going back to Aaron Judge, he has also smacked a couple more home runs since we last spoke. He is now up to 57 on the year. He now leads all of baseball in runs, home runs, RBIs, on-base percent, slugging, OPS, OPS+, total bases, intentional walks, and he leads the American League in regular walks. Um, it would be the first over 200 OPS plus season for a full year since Barry Bonds himself. It's dumb. It's really, really dumb. 209 is dumb. 209 so fucking dumb. It's It's so stupid to look at. I can't believe it. It's almost 10 points better than Mike Trout's best season. That's how stupid it is. Whoa. That's uh, any any stat where you are a full sample size, not sample size, uh, standard deviation ahead of Mike Trout is pretty good. I mean, in a walk year. Mike Trout Ooh. earned a $400, 500000000 million contract under contract already from the Angels. Ooh. What do you think he gets now? I, I mean, didn't even think about talking about this. We talked about this, I want to say, around like the All-Star break or something. It's been a while. Yeah, but like he, like at the All-Star break, it's like, oh, he's going to put up historic home runs. It's like, yeah, okay. He's got an entire half of the season to make or break that. Usually, we don't get anywhere close to this close. Offer him a nine-year, $900 million contract. 
Oh man, I don't see uh, Hal Steinbrenner doing that. Nine year four fifty. Nine year four fifty is still extremely high. Uh, I definitely don't see Hal breaking Mike Trout. Uh, but the th- so the problem is, I do not care about how much money it takes <laughs> to have happen because, Touché. bitch, it is not my money. I said that to. So for reference, Corin and my fathers, what a, what a what a pair they are. I said that to my father when he asked what I thought Aaron Judge would make. and I, I said something ridiculously high. He was like, ah, it's too high. I said, it's not my fucking money. And he goes, it kind of is. I'm like, no, it is. What? Absolutely uh, what? Not, you fucking idiot. What does Hal Steinbrenner come knocking on my door collecting taxes like the anti-tooth fairy? No, he fucking does not. What on earth are you talking about? Um, does your dad listen to this podcast? No, ever. Um, yeah, uh, Jared, you're a fucking idiot. Stupid as shit. I, one of those things where it's like I can't even respond to this. We have to just change the subject. That's too too stupid for me not to be an yeah. incredible asshole about. Anyway, <sighs> I I I oh man, the house I grew up in, buddy. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I don't really give a sh- genuine real thought. I think the man 36 million feels like the upper upper tier, like the like the the resistance point at this yeah. point on like big, stupid contracts. So if you give him 36 a year for seven years, it's two hundred fifty two million dollars. That's a lot. That's a long time. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I really AMD. don't. I'm just saying, I think if you're going higher than mike trout money well that's not higher than mike trout money yeah it is he makes 35.5 get out of town oh wait what what over what's the full term of his contract though 12 years well that's what i'm saying all right so it's not over mike trout money might be over his aav but that dude's making a ridiculous that's what i'm saying if you're gonna have mike trout money per year i don't think a 30 year old is gonna get an eight-year contract also, Mike Trout makes 37 a year. Spot track has him at 35.5 AAV. Spot track has him at 37.1 adjusted salary. I'm looking right at it right now. I'm under MLB contracts. AAV. I'm on Mike Trout's page. Let's see. I don't disbelieve you. Disbelieve. No, that was right. It wouldn't be unbelief. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not your imaginary friend. I'm, I'm going to unbelieve you now. Twenty-three, twenty-one. Uh, hmm. That's the sound of Corbin oh, getting ready to suck my balls. It. I think it's including his age twenty-seven year. I don't. I mean, I don't fucking know. No, no. Yeah, look, look, the, the the signing bonus has been amortized over the course of uh, the re- the term of the contract. Yeah. Anyway, doesn't fucking matter. I, I mean, yeah, Garrett Cole got a higher AAV than 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 Mike Trout's base salary AAV. So I, I'm not really concerned about that. And and again, don't who fucking cares about the term? Uh, really, at the end of the day, when we're, when we're talking about guys like this. When we're talking, if we're talking about DJ LeMayhew and bringing him back on a sensible contract, if if we're talking about what to do with uh, Glaber Torres if his contract was up, you know, if if we were talking about what to do with um, Jose Trevino if his contract's coming up, then yeah, term also matters because you need flexibility at those positions. It's not just this guy's raw production, but it's also like, well, what are we going to do if we have? another catcher that prospect that we want to bring up another shortstop prospect that we want to bring up there. There's log jam considerations to be made there. Not that you can't trade players, but you're introducing a layer of difficulty in moving on from those players. Do not let that be a concern with Aaron judge. Just don't. He is going to be the face of your team for the next seven years. If you let him be here, his skill set, I truly believe will genuinely age. Well, this is a guy who might be going for the batting title this year. Like it's not like he's batting 225 
and has oops accidentally hit 60 home runs. This is a guy that takes his walks, is a patient hitter, goes to all sides of the field. He's not just a pull hitter. And I think that we, you know, when when the home run starts succumbing to to the you know process of aging, he's still going to be a pretty productive member of your team in a position group that has three viable positions for him to play. I mean, if you're telling me Aaron Judge ages himself into left field, okay. And you're going to tell me about how much $30 million players really are worth in seven years from now? I don't think it's going to be that much. Look at how stupid Bryce Bryce Harper's contract looks right now. It looks (laughs) fucking dumb. Touche. It's no look, look, or Manny Machado's contract right now. It looks like a bargain. Not even because of the age, $30 million a year. Who fucking cares? You know what that uh, reminds me of? Tell me. Uh, Fernando Tatis is on a fucking stupid contract. What's it? Isn't his AAB like 24? Uh, it is, yeah, it's 24, but it's adjusted. So he's not hitting 20 until 2025. Backloaded. Yeah. Yeah. Jumps up to 36 in 2029. So looks pretty darn good. I mean... It really like it should be. I I hate the phrase blank check. It's very frustrating. This is a blank check moment. What what do you care? As the Yankees, you would not have made it this far without him this year. The number of one run, two run games that the Yankees have won, in which Aaron Judge hit a home run is stupefying. They would be a 500 team without him. You'd think they would be? I mean, maybe not quite literally 500, like on the bones, but I mean, dude, there's got to be a dozen games in there. Last night's game, Aaron Judge hits two home runs and we won by a single run. You take Judge You're off the wrong. team, that game's a loss, as well as a bunch of other games that he hit home runs in. That's fair. Saying he would, I don't know. Uh, I think the Yankees would still be, I can't even say that in earnest. I think the Yankees would fucking suck. At least comparatively to what you would expect. Like, you'd still have the start to the season. That's, you know, fine and dandy. But I think the second half of their season could have gone very poorly. Well, yeah. I mean, he's been the the team since the second half. It's been Aaron Judge and then a bunch of assholes. That's the, that's the story of the Yankees' second half. Aaron Judge, everybody else. I'm going to give you the splits in just a second. I'm not taking Aaron Judge out of it, though, because that's really annoying for me to have to do. The Yankees in the second half as a team. uh, For reference, I'll give you the first half, actually. So uh, the slash line is 246, 331, 445. It's an OPS of 776 or a uh, SOPS plus of 119, which means that they were better uh, than the rest of MLB by about 19 points. SOPS plus works just the same as regular OPS plus as when we think about it um, for an individual player. Second half, 227, 307, 386. That's an OPS of 693 and an OPS plus of 95. That includes Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge, 363 in the first half, 284, 364, 618. That's an OPS of 983, 
So an SOPS plus of 173, which means he was 73% better than your average hitter in the first half. In the second half, 363 batting, 500 OBV, 836 slugging, which is an OPS of 1336 and an SOPS plus of 269, which means he has been 169% better than your average player in the second half. He is the only thing keeping this team afloat. I really wish you could actually give like the specific numbers of how fucking bad they've been without him. It has been destitute. Destitute without him. Hey, at least the Padres suck too. Well, the Yankees are still winning the division, so. Mm. Yeah, you should still feel bad about it. Hey, hey, try being in a division with the Dodgers. Where would you be then? Beating up the Dodgers bitch ass, man. Oh, I'm sure. I, I'm just saying, if if the Dodgers were in the same division as the Yankees, they wouldn't have won the division nine times in the last 10 years. They, the, the, the Yankees would be curb stopping them bitches every day. Have the Padres tried being better at baseball? You they, guys tried that one? actually have tried, and they've failed miserably pretty consistently yeah no good no no good at all the yankees win the division all the time it's not very Mm -hmm. hard (sighs) you got the wrong pinstripes on brown pinstripes terrible move no gorgeous it's a gorgeous jersey they are it is a gorgeous jersey um yeah yeah i i mean it's yeah i'll when the season concludes for Aaron judge, I'm going to put together like a whole big thing because this is such a jaw dropping season. And it's, it's so difficult to explain to somebody because it's, it, it feels like a bunch of grandpa talk if they don't get it. Cause it's like, he's hitting 61. It's like, that's so great, buddy. No one's done it since 1961. It's like, okay, you yeah, got but it. This pal. guy also throws the ball really hard. What? Shohei. We're talking about Judge. I know. They're dismissive of the 61 because of Shohei. We're what are you talking about? Today. What on earth are you, you talking about? are talking about people dismissing this stat that goes back or this record that goes back to the No, I'm talking 1960s. about trying to talk about I'm, I'm saying trying to tell this to people who don't follow baseball at all. Oh, I see now. Yeah, yeah. Different pages. Yeah, it, it's like mentioning a record that came out in 1961, like an album. And it's like, oh, that's forever. It's so long ago. My parents weren't alive, so I don't care. And it's like, yeah, but it's happening now. It's like, I care even less. I don't watch this. Hey, do you you remember rumors? Like, yeah, I see rumors literally every day. Why? It's like, what? Oh, uh. do you remember the twist? <laughs> <laughs> that was the last time. This record had been broken. <sighs> Joshua. Yeah. Fuck the Yankees. Eat my balls. I will. That'll be a wedding gift for me to you. So it, this inspired me to look at some um, of the leaderboards just to see where, where, where players are at, who's leading in what categories. And it's funny because most of it is Aaron Judge. Uh, wins above replacement. For all players is led by Aaron Judge. Number two is um, some asshole named Shohei Otani, almost a full win behind Judge. Uh, and then another nice sizable gap. And then there's Paul Goldschmidt. Position player war is Judge and then a huge gap down to Goldschmidt. Offensive war is Judge and then a huge gap down to Goldschmidt. Uh, DR Tommy Edmond, St. Hey. Louis. Shouldn't be much of a surprise. Number two. Is Taylor Walls, which is relatively interesting because, you know, last year he had been playing a lot of shortstop and and you and I have been talking about whether that would hold or if Wander Franco would take over shortstop in time because that seemed to be the nature of, of him as a prospect was to be shortstop. And instead, they had him playing a lot of third base. Uh, it appears as though that has held relatively cons- uh, consistent uh, right now. Taylor Walls has amassed uh, the majority of his games at short with Yandy Diaz playing most of the race games at third. Um, Win 
Wander Franco has been healthy. He has been the shortstop of the team, but that has proven to be difficult for him as he's only played 64 games this year and amassed 267 plate appearances. So not that he's been bad by any stretch of the imagination, and they certainly will be having him play shortstop, it seems, when he's healthy. But um, with Taylor Walls being so wildly successful this year in his defense, you'd wonder how much of a, a chance they'd be willing to take on the offensive prowess of Franco taking over there. Uh, interesting point. Uh, I'm trying to see when he's coming back, but I don't know. That's okay. Uh, batting average league wide leader is Freddie Freeman. This shit's always left-handed hitters. So it's like not really a big surprise. Aaron judge is uh third for the American league. I guess actually fourth tied for third place. Um, I don't know. I guess actually fourth soon. Second, Luis Arias must have hit another ball somewhere since uh, I last looked at this because uh, for the American League, Luis Arias is at 319, Xander Bogart's 318, Jose Abreu 312, and Aaron Judge 310. Um, the National League occupies the top three spots Freddie Freeman 329, Jeff McNeil 323, and Paul Goldschmidt 322. Um, how many hits do you think separates? This 310 from Judge and the 319 from Luis Arias. I know percentage-wise, it feels like it's a pretty large difference. Uh, I imagine in reality, it's like four hits. Something silly. Yeah, I mean, so for, let's say, how many played appearance? All right, so let's put it this way. So there's, let's say, fucking, uh, I'll keep it at, I don't know, 15 games off days. Who cares? Uh, at three and a half plate appearances per game, I'm going to round that up to say that each each guy has 53 plate appearances left in their season. Okay? So for Judge to get um, to a 320 batting average, which feels so stupid, um, Hold on, 3.32 times uh, 53 plus 611 means that he would need. Uh, ooh, hold on, Josh's math cannot possibly be right. At bats, at bats, not played appearances. Ah, man, I'm dumb. Um, oh, that's so okay, upsetting so to be that stupid. <laughs> oh, god damn it. I watch like the sport. I watch the sport all the fucking time. That's so upsetting. All right, so if it's 53 plate appearances, let's just chippity-chippity-chop that down to, like, 40 at-bats. He'll probably end up getting, honestly, more walks than that, but let's just call it 40 at-bats, so uh, 320 plus. I'm just going to round that off to 550. Okay. Man, I hate myself for that. So he would need 176 hits altogether. Uh, He currently has 158 so that means that in his next uh, 40 at-bats, Judge needs 18 hits. That's it. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, that that's it. Assuming Luis Arise also has 40 at-bats remaining, that'll put him at about 526. Um, so if he's to hold steady... At 319, which would put him a hair below Judge because I had Judge at 320. Um, what did I say? 525, 526. It means that he'll be ending his season with 168 hits as well. Uh, Luis Arise has, has um, slightly actually fewer at bats. You'd think it would go the other way. I don't know how baseball works. Um, Oh, no, sorry. It was 178 first. I'm God, I'm all over the place. Uh, regardless, he would need 12 hits to stay steady just below judge. Actually, probably um, probably 11. So that's the other watches. If Luis Arise gets more than 11 hits or if judge gets under 18, it's kind of shot. So I guess that's another thing to if you want a scoreboard watch, Luis Arise is his is hits. You can do that too. Do you think? Uh, do you think Judge is going to Tanya Harding, Luis Arias? 
No, no, um, because Josh is going to get away with it. <laughs> he won't get his ex-husband to do it for him. The documentary I watched on that years ago, I remember like always knowing the phrase, but like actually knowing what went down was just a. I thought this was like some evil person that like we were being fearful of with the phrase, whatever. That was stupid. Now it's just like the biggest idiot, like mockery thing ever. And I love it even more. Yeah. The ESPN 30 for 30 on it is fantastic. And then the Margot Robbie film about it is likewise fantastic. Allison Janney is a dream in that movie. Her every line reading of hers is fantastic. It's so good. I mean, um, that's well, everything Allison Janney does. I know, but like this is this is Allison Janney being like, people are gonna remember me for this fucking one. Like I like I am going to become this woman in a Daniel Day Lewis type way, but without any of the portent. Mm-hmm. It is uh yeah, just a great killer performance. Um we'll have to watch that on the podcast soon. That technically counts as a sports movie, so Touché. uh yeah, it's it, it good all the way around. Uh, all right, leaderboard, more leaderboard stuff. Most at-bats is a bunch of who gives a shit. Um, same with plate appearances. Who, who cares? Uh, there's are, once again, um, for all of baseball, Aaron Judge for on base and Aaron Judge for slugging. Uh, OPS is also, guess what? Aaron, <laughs> knock, knock, Aaron Judge. Uh, run scored, Aaron Judge. Hits, Freddie Freeman. Total bases, Aaron Judge. Doubles, Freddie Freeman. Triples is a three-way tie between players that don't matter. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Jorge Mateo on Baltimore, Ahmed Rosario on Cleveland, and Gavin Lux on the Dodgers. It's actually three players that are very good. Um, leader in home runs is, who fucking guessed it, Aaron Judge. RBIs, Aaron Judge. Walks. Who is leading baseball in walks? Uh, we Judge like leads the just American talked League. about this. We just talked about this the other day. This guy leads Judge in walks with such disparity that you'd have to leave the top 10 to find the same gap between Judge and the next guy. I am annoyed that I don't recall this, but I do not know. He wears those dumb brown pinstripes. Oh, fuck me, Manny. You are a bitch, Juan oh, Soto. No. Oh, I mean that's such an obvious one. I know that's what that's I one of those ones where it's I like you, you should him. just throw your hands up and be like, I don't know, Juan Soto, and it's like, yeah, of course it is. But that's the thing, I Juan Soto, of course, the first person that comes to mind, and then immediately is no, it couldn't be him. Move on. I don't know why. Again, bad fan. Most strikeouts in MLB this year is an honor that goes to a Eugenio Suarez, um, who is having a very nice year. And I did not realize he was having a very nice year. Good for him. I remember him having a really down year last year at the end of his time in uh, Cincinnati and has rebounded quite nicely. This is the second best season of his career by OPS by OPS plus. Ironically, uh, his last season over 131, sorry, over a 130 OPS plus 2019 he also led all of baseball in strikeouts, um, yeah. which really speaks to just let these guys fucking rip it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I will say, like, looking at how his numbers have rebounded, it's awesome. Uh, and then realizing, oh, his worst season is still a 713 OPS, which this season would be at around 100. Um. Most stolen bases is someone named John Bertie, who I do not know who you are. He's a white guy. We're letting white guys Whoa. steal the most bases. That's inexcusable. We should not let white boys pretend to be fast. That is illegal. Uh, singles. I like is... A 32 year old white boy. I mean, this really. This is like letting a white guy play cornerback. Like it's not allowed. Like it's this is this is the real unwritten rule. Where do you, where do you want to take a bet? He's from. Where he's from? Yeah, it's got to be like the South. So I'll say uh, Alabama, Mississippi. Oh, see there, there you go. Good stuff. 
they're 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 basically the same town. If they were cousins, they'd fuck each other. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, leading in singles is Jose Abreu, who just did a PS Plus. Blah 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 blah. Stuff that is uh kooky and fun. Hit by pitch. Wilson Contreras. Why? Who the fuck knows? Sack hits is um Tomas Nito. <laughs> Does it matter? Absolutely not. Stolen base percent is uh, uh, JT Real Muto. This is stolen bases divided by stolen bases plus caught stealings. Real Muto has not been caught stealing once all year. 100% success rate awesome. on stolen bases. And he has stolen a career high in bases. 17 stolen bases this year for a catcher. That's fucking awesome. How Imagine have I not seen an article in- written about this? Imagine punting stolen bases and drafting JT Romuto and just like, oh, yeah, no, I, I fucking won that category, too. Oh, shit. Yeah. How would you feel about the fact that JT Romuto has fewer caught stealing than Ronald Acuna Jr. and Randy Rosarena? Hey, it's hard to be that good. Best player on the Phillies, what can I say? Oh, the best player on the Phillies is Bryce Harper when he's around. But yeah, I get what you mean. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, pitcher stuff because we actually haven't talked about pitchers like almost at all. So this is a this is an interesting list because we haven't we really have not talked about. There's been so much happening with hitters this season. We have really not talked about pitchers. The WAR pitcher leaderboard is as follows: Sandy Alcantara from Miami, six point nine. Dylan Cease from Chicago, 5.8. Um, Max Freed with Atlanta, 5.5. Aaron Nola with Philly, 5.0. Uh, Alec Manoa, Toronto, 4.9. Carlos Rondon, San Francisco, 4.8. Shoai Otani, Los Angeles, 4.8. Scherzer, the Mets, 4.7. Tony Gonsolin, the Dodgers, 4.7. And uh, Martin, Martin Perez, Texas, 4.7. This is a wacky list, and it's also so interesting to see such the disparity between the top end and bottom end when you compare the hitters. Uh, Hitters seem to be having, by war anyway, much better of a season than pitchers, even though it still seems as though, generally speaking, hitting is down this year as compared to years past, which I'll dig up some stats on that for next week as well, I guess. Uh, But really, like there's there haven't been any big-time standout pitchers outside of, I'd say, Alcantara and... Dylan Cease and Verlander when he's healthy. Um, maybe maybe Shane, Shane McClanahan, but he's for some reason yeah, when, putting up the value numbers that you'd expect to see from him. Once he got hurt, I think before that, I think he was a definite Cy Young candidate or favorite. Um, I guess, I don't know. I, I can't say I know how war works. Uh, it it varies from source to source. For baseball reference, I want to say innings is a big part of it, whereas for fan graphs, FIP is a big part of it. Um, innings is always a big part of it, but I want to say it's it's more. Oh no, ERA I think is the difference. I think fan uh, fan graphs uses FIP more, and baseball reference uses ERA more. But I kind of am dodgy on that. Uh, what do you agree with? Uh, I want everyone to get a trophy. Um, I don't no, care. Don't. I, I really don't care. The only thing I don't like about Fangraph's war calculations is their catcher war because I think that overvalues framing. But fair enough. Who cares? Um, the wins leader is currently uh, Kyle Wright of Atlanta with 18, who is not on a leaderboard for war or earned run average, which shows you that wins are pointless. Um, it's kind of an interesting year because a lot of the teams that you expect to see present in these leaderboards are there, just not necessarily with the pitchers one would think at the start of the season. Like Alec Manoa being uh, one of the sixth best pitcher by ERA in baseball this year, not necessarily the guy you'd expect from Toronto to be there. Um, same thing with like Framber Valdez being one of the top 10 pitchers in baseball, uh, not necessarily the name from Houston you'd expect to be there. Obviously, Verlander is also very much so present on the, on these lists, but again, not necessarily the guy you'd think Tony Gonsolin with the Dodgers great bounce back season, but not really the guy you would think of. So <laughs> Martin Perez, I can't believe is anywhere near this fucking list, but I mean, there you go. It's a, uh, it's been such an, it's been such an interesting year. Um, strikeout per nine leader this year is Carlos Rodon. 11.73 followed by Garrett Cole and uh, Dylan Cease. 
the whip leader is Justin Verlander. Um, the only guy in the top 10 over one is Max Freed. Everyone else is below one. Uh, most innings pitched is Sandy Alcantara, who already has over 200 innings pitched with probably three more starts left, maybe four. Uh, the next guy has 20 fewer innings pitched than him, and it's Miles Mikolas, um, which means Sandy Alcantara is like winning Cy Young this year. The saves leader is Emmanuel Clace from Cleveland uh, with 35. The next is Kyle Hendricks of Chicago with 33. Uh, of course, it makes sense for those two teams to be in like the same division. Um, not a hard fought division. It's a who doesn't want it division. So, yeah, of course, you fucks are having to save a lot of games because your team keeps trying to lose them. Uh, Sandy Alcantara has the most complete games. Got four of them. Most strikeouts, Garrett Cole, 228. He leads the number two guy by 14 strikeouts, which is one amazing game or two solid games. So unless something goes catastrophically wrong for Cole, he'll probably end up finishing the season in this category. Uh, And then there's other stuff. But for Cy Young, if you had to give a top three for each league, who are your guys? Uh, McClanahan. 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 Okay. Uh, him, Cease, and... Oh, fuck. I need to pull the list up in front of me because I am useless based off of memory. Uh, War leaders... This is very I exciting as we listen to Corwin Google. my time. Listen, I'm stupid. I closed out far too quickly. Uh, oh, Manoa. I'd have those guys there. And then I would do Alcantara. Freed Cease. Oh, and you know what? Instead of Manoa, I'm putting Verlander. Final, That's final fair. Answer. Yeah, I think for American League, my top three is probably uh, in no order as of this point. Verlander, Cease, McClanahan. Um, I think there is, even though his war isn't there, I think there's a case to be made for a top five inclusion for a guy like Garrett Cole. Um, certainly a guy like Manoa. Uh, but it's Framber Valdez, I think, also should get some some recognition here. But it's it it's a it's a weird year where there's no one dominant guy in everything. There's no guy having a year where he leads in multiple really big standout categories. Or if they do lead in a couple, like Verlander leads in WHIP and ERA, they're severely lacking in others. Like for Verlander, it would be innings. Um, you know, the fact that Cole has a fuck ton of strikeouts, but and has good innings, but doesn't have uh, the ERA that a lot of these other guys have or the war that a lot of these other guys have. There's really like, there's no guy that that's doing it. Uh, at least for the AL for the NL. I do feel like pretty strong about Sandy Alcantara. I mean, leading in war and innings pitched are two huge categories. Um, so it, I, I feel like he's a pretty big standout when it comes to that, the top end of this award consideration. Um, he has 181 strikeouts this year, which is oh, 10th, yeah, top 10. Okay, that, that's good, but yeah. So, for the National League, I'd probably go uh, Alcantara, uh, Freed and Noah, is there no Nola, Freed and Scherzer? Maybe, maybe I go Scherzer. I think you might have muted yourself. I did. It's definitely a toss up. Yeah, this, it feels like there's no really good dude to kind of like chunk in there with with Alcantara. It's a, it's a kind of a wacky year, but uh, or not a wacky year. It's just kind of like a it's a year where pitching happened. They pitched this year. All those guys pitched. Mm. All right. Well, hey, let's get out of here. Um, 
the Yankees game is about to start, and I have to see how many home runs Aaron Judge decides to hit tonight. Maybe tonight will be the first three home run game. Maybe. That would be fucking incredible. Uh, in the meantime, if you'd like to follow the show, you can do so at Juicing Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can follow Corwin on Twitter at Corwin Heller. You can follow myself on Twitter at Joshua D. Tracy. If you'd like to send emails to the show, you can do so at juicethenumbers at gmail.com. And until Monday, you all have a good one. Bye.